Hey everybody, I'm Mike DeCepoli and welcome back to the Ask the Advisor show brought to you by Heritage Financial Advisory Group. This week we're talking about tariff tantrums in the markets. You know, if you follow along in the financial news, I'm sure at this point you are sick and tired of hearing about trade wars, tariffs, and all that is going on between the United States and China. But this is the reality that we're dealing with. This is one of the biggest and most current events happening in the markets. And if you know anything about financial markets, they love knee-jerk reactions and they love to react to news headlines. So we want to break down a couple things here today, try to restore some calm and sanity around this discussion uh, to let you know that China is not coming to kill us all in this trade dispute and that we believe that there's better days ahead. So we're talking about about 14 months or so is the time frame we've been dealing with uh, this extended trade negotiation, trade discussion, trade war, if you will, between the United States and China. This is probably something that should have been addressed for the last 30 years, but one administration after another decided to kick the can down the road and not deal with China head on. Um, without getting too much into the details, too much into the weeds, there's a couple basic and mainframe issues that the United States is lobbying for and fighting for in these discussions. The first is something called forced technology transfer. What many people don't know is if you want to do business in China right now, if you're a tech company or you have some special invention or special project uh, that, that's you know brain trust power for your company, you have to share with the Chinese whatever the technology is, how it's made, how it's put together. And obviously that gives them a substantial advantage to turn around and try to make the very same products at a cheaper price. You know, if you wonder why so many things are made in China and people make products in China so cheap, this is one of the main reasons why. And while cheap products are great and they bring the cost of things down, it obviously kills American jobs and American innovation in the process. So one of the main sticking points in these negotiations is the United States trying to get China to commit to stop this tech forced technology transfer. I mean, if you can imagine the audacity of a country that says, no, we will not agree to stop stealing your technology. It's just totally crazy, but this is actually what we're dealing with at this time. Now, the Trump administration's main go-to leverage point in this negotiation has been the use of tariffs, right? Tariffs, things that you learned about all the way back in history class with the Boston Tea Party and all the different things that went on there. Now, tariffs are an increased tax on imported goods that come into the country. Many people argue who actually pays the tariffs, right? Trump says the Chinese pay the tariffs, but many economists argue it's actually U.S. consumers paying the tariffs. But what's really important to understand about tariffs is it's not more so about who pays for them, but what the intended effect is. What Trump thinks he'll do by putting tariffs on Chinese goods and driving the cost of these Chinese goods up, he's hoping that companies that do business in China will move their supply chains to other countries. By pulling out of China, this will put pressure on their economy and in his words or his mind will force them to act. Now, 14 months into the trade dispute, most people would have thought it would have been rectified by this time, but the Chinese is holding strong. And what you have to remember is they have Communist Party in power in China. Uh, President Xi is in power for life, so he doesn't have to deal with cyclical elections where he has to keep people happy and voting for him. So it gives him a little bit more political capital uh, to string these type of things out. We were very close to a deal. Uh, negotiations had been trending in a good direction. Apparently, the framework for a deal was in place as recently as two weeks ago. And the Chinese decided at the last minute to renege on a lot of the commitments that they made in that deal. 
This prompted President Trump to go on Twitter and threaten to raise tariffs on about $500 billion of Chinese goods. And naturally, this sent the markets lower. There's a couple things I want you to understand about the scope of these discussions, the scope of the economic impact with these tariffs in China. We take in about $500 billion of goods each year from China. Now, on its face, it sounds like a huge, huge figure. Obviously, $500 billion is a lot of money. When you think about the United States economy, it's important to understand that we are a $19 trillion economy in terms of consumption, goods and services that we consume every year. So when you compare $500 billion to $19 trillion, this is but a drop in the bucket. So all this fanfare about how this is going to crush economic growth in the United States, I'm just not buying it, and I don't think you should either. Now, companies that do business in China, yes, they're going to feel the impacts of this. They're going to see the cost of produced goods going up, their margins might shrink a little bit, and they're going to have to make a decision. Do they pass this increased cost onto the U.S. consumer? Do they pull out of China altogether and find a new place to do business, which obviously will take some time and effort to do? Or is it something they're just going to eat and it's going to hurt their profit margins? But we're encouraging our clients to do, and what I'm encouraging you to do, Stop reading the headlines. Stop focusing on the day-to-day. This is something that we're talking short-term pain for a long-term gain if a deal is put into place. If Trump can get his way, if the United States administration can get their way, push their way into Chinese markets, get some actual structural reforms that the Chinese can be held accountable to, this could pave the way for a new market that U.S. companies could move and sell into without restrictions of forced technology transfer and stealing our secrets. So again, this is not a new problem. This is a problem 30 years in the making. Trump just seems to be the first person that wants to deal with this problem. But the volatility that comes with this is something investors are going to have to grapple with in the short term. But the moral of the story here, and I just want people to understand, is the business that we do with China, people talk about, well, what if China walks away? What if we stop doing business with China altogether? I think that's more the headline risk than anything else. Because again, $500 billion by itself is a lot of money. But in comparison to a $19 trillion goods and services consumption economy, it is a drop in the bucket. It is less than 2% of our overall consumption on a yearly basis. And that is not enough to derail this strong economic recovery that we're seeing here in the U.S. So what should you do from this point on? Focus on your investment time horizon. If you're somebody who's a long-term investor, you're saving, you're doing a good job, saving, investing, you're not spending unwisely, keep doing what you're doing. This is something that'll be a blip on a radar screen many years from now. If you're somebody who's in retirement, well, you should be aware of the level of risk that you're taking in your portfolio. This is probably something you should have addressed long before this type of trade dispute popped up. Uh, You should be working with somebody to identify what your investing speed limit is and how you are comfortable investing. If you have questions about how to navigate these these tough times, look, we get it. Volatility is tough. It kind of wears on you. It beats up your psyche a little bit. Reach out to me. I'm happy to talk with you about different ways that we can try to manage the volatility and keep your emotions out of your investing strategy. We hope this video was helpful. If you have any questions, send me an email. Give us a call here at the office, and we look forward to seeing you back next week.